get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. Very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by our friend, the Cardinals insider for the athletic. She is Katie Wu joining us live from Jupiter, Florida. Katie, we appreciate the time as always. It's so good to finally be able to talk real baseball with you again. How are you doing this morning? Gentlemen, isn't it so nice? Like not to be some sort of walking cliche, but <laughs> I'm, I'm out in the backfields uh, at the first day of Cardinals camp. I can hear uh, batting practice taking taking place behind me. All these stands are crowded around to watch Arenado take BP in the field diagonal from me. Gloves are popping, sun's out. It's just, it's baseball season, and it really feels like it today. Katie, what's the difference for Katie Wu as a first-year Cardinals beat writer to a second-year Cardinals beat writer? Are you in the best shape of your life, Katie? Probably, I would imagine. I am absolutely not even close to the best <laughs> shape of my life. That's what beat writing does to you. News to me. Um, but, you know, it's so funny, guys. This is actually my first day of Cardinal spring training because I wasn't hired until the team broke camp last year. So I've never actually done a Cardinal spring training. So I was so excited to feel like year two, confident, comfortable. I know what I'm doing. I show up to spring training. I have no clue. It's been a very humbling experience today. Well, confident and comfortable is what we were hoping for from Alex Reyes. Unfortunately, it sounds like he showed up with some sort of a shoulder issue. Katie, can you tell us a little bit about what happened and what John Moselock had to say about Alex Reyes' status as he uh, showed up with some sort of a shoulder issue? Yeah, you know, we just talked to Mo about 20 minutes ago. He addressed the media, and he all he was able to say was that Reyes is getting an extended look on his shoulder. They're not sure. It could be nothing. It could be a little bit, something a little bit more severe. This is, unfortunately, the reality that clubs are going to have in such a Cardinal-specific throughout this early spring and this condensed spring is, is pitchers are going to show up and teams aren't going to have any idea what shape they're in. Obviously, the, the hope is that Alex's issue is, is something minor and something that can be fixed. We don't have a lot of information right now. I imagine that we'll hear some more tomorrow or within the next couple of days. But obviously not a good sign as they were looking at Alex to be a potential starter, or at least a potential piggyback option as the team breaks camp in a couple weeks. And so, Katie, with that news, do you feel like that the two bullpen pitchers that were signed over the last couple of days was protection for this Alex Reyes? Or, or was this the direction, in your opinion, that the Cardinals were going all along? No, I think this is the direction the Cardinals were going all along. Um, I do think, I mean, they, they identified before the lockout after signing Stephen Matz that their next expectation was to lock up some bullpen help, some relief arms. I think, and I know that we floated around Joe Kelly, we floated around Ryan Tatera. I think what we saw after the lockout was the demand for the relief market was really high. I mean, you saw Joe Kelly sign for two years, $17 million. Um, Maurice Familia, who the Cardinals didn't check up, check up in on. Uh, signed for $6 million over one year. So when you get these new sightings that they have in, in Wickard and, and Verhagen, 
those are signings that were much cheaper, much more financially feasible, that allowed the Cardinals a little bit more depth, but also allowed them to have a little bit of versatility throughout their, their bullpen. So I think that's where the signings were. I don't think they were anticipating any issues with Alex. Obviously, though, you know, it would be uh, close to a miracle if a camp broke into this spring um, without at least one pitcher having some sort of minor issue. So obviously they look like better signings now. You're a little bit more comfortable knowing that if something does happen to Alex, you have those depth options. But I don't think that was the primary reasoning in acquiring those arms. Katie, were you at all surprised that Wickren is what they ended up with? Because like you mentioned, we had been talking about some of the maybe higher end arms on the market. And I I think this team deserves just full disclosure. I think they deserve the uh, benefit of the doubt after what we saw last year. I don't think anybody was super excited about them picking up Luis Garcia or TJ McFarland, uh, Wade LeBlanc. Like those guys weren't exactly sought after commodities. So this could work out great for them. But I was a little surprised, honestly, that their last bullpen arm was a a guy that they could get for one year and one point two million dollars who had a really tough season last year. No, I'm really glad you brought that up because I think fan skepticism is warranted um, when you see the Cardinals being tied to Joe Kelly or Ryan Tapera, who hasn't signed yet, but likely means out of the Cardinals reach at this point since they signed those two other players. Um, and even Brad Boxberger, who signed for a team-friendly deal with the Brewers, um, you're, you're kind of, as a fan, going, well, then why do they get these guys who weren't the, the names mentioned, right? But when you look at what the Cardinals did with T.J. McFarland, perfect example, and Luis Garcia, you saw they were able to get conservative signings and save their money, and they were able to turn those pitchers, their track record around, into something that was very successful. I mean, T.J. McFarland's second half of 2021 got him another year with the Cardinals. So... Let's give this organization the benefit of the doubt. We've seen what's happened when you are able to work with um, eventually Yadier Molina, who was, they hope, reporting to camp over the next couple of days, and, of course, the stars of the defense behind them. Um, I, I think these are exactly the kind of mo moves that we've come to expect from this organization, and the hope is that you know it'll be able to work out for them. I know it's a short sample size, Katie, because, of course, you're just getting a lot of guys reporting today or getting down to Jupiter over this last couple of days with all the negotiations leading up to this, but what have you seen so far? I know Nolan Arenado was taking some BP earlier today. You're starting to see the starting pitchers get into the ballpark. You're starting to see the full roster round out. Yeah, you know, I, almost a full day of camp here. Like I mentioned, Yachty is, is going with the team hopes to report soon, dealing with some personal issues. Uh, so is Gio. Giovanni Gallegos will be around by Thursday, they think. And Hennessy Cabrera, we've all been there. His flight got canceled. So hopefully he, he will get here pretty soon. But it's, it's pretty surreal to just look around. I'm looking on the backfields right now, and I'm hearing BP. Arnauto's taking BP. Adam Wainwright's set to throw the first live bullpen session of the year in a couple of minutes. A little teaser of what's coming. <laughs> Um, it's nice to see this camp in, in nearly full form, a lot of healthy guys back. And, and I think, you know, the best part about spring training, even with the, the pessimism and the, the cynicism of the lockout, is that it just really does symbolize a lot of hope and optimism. And this Cardinals team, when we talked to Ollie Marmel today, uh, before we got out to the backfield, they are so convicted, this is what he said, in winning. And I know this is what every team says, or at least what every team should say on the first day of spring workouts. But the way Ollie communicated with us was that he was very impressed with how his clubhouse seemed so convicted in their ability to win, not just the division, but the World Series. Um, they they very, are very confident in what they can do this season, and it, it'll be exciting to that kind of take form over the next couple of weeks. We're talking to Katie Wu, the Cardinals insider for The Athletic here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Katie, last follow-up on the bullpen, because as I was looking at it earlier today, I, I just kind of made the assumption, okay, I think they're done here. Gallegos, Cabrera, Reyes, Helsley, McFarland, Verhagen, Wiggren, those are your top seven, and then there's obviously guys that are going to be battling for that eighth spot as well. Is your impression that the Cardinals are basically done adding to their pitching staff at this point, or do you think there are potentially more moves to be made there? 
I think so. I think they are pretty confident in, in what they've done with their bullpen. They've got the relief depth that they wanted and identified early on before the lockout. And you have to remember, when it looks at these at these signings that, you know, Verhagen was two years, 5.5 million, uh, Wittgren was one, Wittgren was 1.2 million. It doesn't seem like they're committing much, but let's look about what this team is dealing with their young stars a huge majority due for a major raise in arbitration and like Jack Flaherty, Harrison Bader, Tyler O'Neill, they're all due for raises in arbitration, which will take place weirdly enough during the season this year. So that's another thing to keep in mind. They took on a, a bigger chunk of Nolan Arnado's contracts. Like there are flexible financial pieces that they have to be aware of when they sign late, when they make these signings. So, of course, I understand it's, it's disappointing to not have had a Joe Kelly reunion um, or, or anything along those lines. But when you look at the amount of money they still have left to allocate, while maybe potentially not being done all the way on the free agent market, we're not quite sure. It does make sense on why they, they did this incremental signings there. So I guess that kind of answers my next question then, Katie, because I know a lot of Cardinals fans are asking, you know, what about that next bat? Could they go after a Kyle Schwarber or if the Trevor Story market drops to a one-year deal? We've seen John or heard John Mosellock say that he likes this team. Does this kind of put the Cardinals out of that market and more of an internal option in that position? I think that's always been the preferred way this organization has, has wanted to look at their DH. I think a lot when, you know, it's difficult because you take a gamble here. You're relying on a lot of your young talent and Lars Newfar, Nolan Gorman is a potential candidate for the opening day roster. Juan Yepes could be, he's on the, um, the active or the 40 man roster, excuse me. So there's a lot relying on their internal young candidates. And if you go out there and get a Kyle Schwarber, who obviously is a, an immediate fix, you know what you're going to get, but you then risk the potential of blocking so many of your young stars. So I think it's, it's kind of weighing out the options here. Um, I know the Cardinals haven't really made a lot of splashy moves in the, during the trade deadline. No offense to John Lester and Jay Hop of last year. Um, but that is a, a possibility, right? They could open camp with their young internal candidates. And if another bat is needed around the all-star or around the trade deadline, excuse me, they could elect to go in that direction. Um, I wouldn't rule out the Cardinals being entirely out on a DH, I do think if they decide to go outside the organization, though, it won't be a huge name. It'll be another incremental increase like we've seen with the bullpen. So call on Moran. All right. (laughs) Hey, I didn't say anything. Is that the kind of signing, though, that you think is at least reasonable for this type of a team? Is a call on Moran level like one year, two, three, four million bucks? I mean, that certainly seems around the price range, but if you're going to ask me personally, I don't think that they explore the DH market. I think they're very confident with their young internal candidates. I wrote them down the athletic a couple of weeks ago about how they could essentially go DH by committee. I mean, they're very confident what Paul Young is going to be able to do next year. There is a chance that they could slide him in as a DH and let Sosa play shortstop every now and then. There's a lot of moving parts here, and I think that's something that we're going to see Ollie Marmel really play into are the matchups and the ability to, to kind of play each side and, and finagle the lineup in ways that we haven't really seen in years prior. You mentioned Nolan Gorman earlier, Katie. What's the plan? What are the expectations in your mind for him early in the season? Do you think there's a real chance that he could break camp with the big league club, or is this going to be a situation where he goes down to AAA, he spends about a month down there, and then later on they're able to bring him up? I think a lot of that will depend on if Major League Baseball and the 30 teams vote to expand their rosters in April just to make up for the, the shortened spring. I think if you have an extended roster and Gorman seems like he can hold his own during this, this short spring, it certainly doesn't hurt to bring him up. But however, at the same time, we know how cognizant this organization is about their top prospects and not hindering any development. If, it, if spring rolls around and we see Gorman struggle, which I saw him during minor league camp, he did not show really any signs of struggling. Um, of course, minor league camp and major league camp are very different. 
But I think um, it will really ultimately dictate Gorman staying up or staying down on how he does this spring and if rosters expand. Final thing for you. We'll get you out of here on this one. And thanks so much for the time today. We've had a million different texts that have come in saying that I've got to ask you this question. So I I will go ahead and do so. I love it. Even though I know exactly what the answer is going to be. No, you don't. There are some random reports that apparently the Cardinals are checking in on Trevor Story if he ends up taking a one-year deal. Is there any chance of the Cardinals signing Trevor Story? You know what? Let me just say I love Cardinals fans because it was like (laughs) 630 in the morning and my Twitter was blowing up and I have this like, you know, this rule in the morning where I don't I try not to check Twitter too much try to enjoy my day at least for an hour. And I was like, what is going on? And it was like every single mention, announce story, announce story. And I was like, guys, it is 630 in the morning. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I never want to say never, but it, it certainly looks like this Cardinals team is very happy with their plethora of middle and field options. And again, they are really confident in Paul DeYoung. Uh, obviously, there is the, the Arenado story connection, um, but I wouldn't read too much into it. I think they're very confident with who they have at shortstop. That's interesting. All right, Katie, we'll be checking your workout over at The Athletic. People should be subscribing over there. If you haven't yet, now's the time to do so. It's baseball season. Katie's going to have unbelievable work over there. Be sure to check it out. You can also follow her on Twitter at Katie J. Wu. Katie, it's fantastic to be able to catch up with you about real baseball news once again. Thanks so much for joining us today. Guys, it was a true pleasure. I'm looking forward to doing this more. Enjoy the rest of your day. Absolutely. Same to you. That's Katie Wu joining us live from down in Jupiter, Florida, here on 101 ESPN.